Hey everybody, good morning and welcome to the Plant-Based Morning Show, now on the Outlier Health Podcast Network. We might even call it a podcast network, Doug, I think. Um, it's launched, it is good. I'm a little worried people aren't realizing it's called Outlier Health now on YouTube. So I'm putting Plant-Based Morning Show in the titles uh, of the shows. Hopefully that will get people over. Um, all right, add and Doug to Instagram. And... I almost forgot to publish the show last night. It got to be, it got to be nine fifteen or something. I was saying goodnight to my daughter, reading her a story. Still on the Bears and Bears thing, even though she's uh, almost finished with fifth grade now. We're still reading Bears and Bears. <laughs> uh, it's like a Tony P thing. It's like ironic, kind of funny. Uh, so we do it anyway. <laughs> and then I realized I hadn't published it. I read What's I read Bansy Bears to my my three year old yesterday. So mm-hmm. uh, last it's, night, it's, it works for all ages. They went out to dinner, I mean, Mama's I night out it. or something like that. Um, Mama's night Mama's off. New job? No. I don't, no, I don't no. know that one. I don't know Mama's night off. Yeah, they went out wow. to dinner, had a good time. Is that like a new one? Is that a new one not written by Stan and Jan, but by yeah. like the? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's no good. I don't I don't get into those. Well, uh, you got praise from my mom this morning for getting all those episodes up. She said she's enjoying oh, yeah? the. Uh, she listens to them when she's making breakfast in the morning, and uh, it, you know, nice to have the right after the oh, you know, okay. the next day episode. Right. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. So she doesn't mind if I put it up at, at ten p.m. as long as it's no. up there for the next morning. Okay. That's right. Good. <laughs> all right. Which is, which may be how a lot of people like it. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. So I've gotten to, if I get this one, we'll have a full week of plant-based morning shows done on time. So that'll be a good thing. Um, all right. What other updates we have, Doug? Anything else big going on? I, I spent a bunch of time on Tony P last night while I was uploading the shows. <laughs> your new <laughs> obsession. <laughs> I, it, I, I just can't get enough of the comments. They're so funny. I, I was just sitting there by myself laughing <laughs> about the stories that they have going on in the comments. Uh, for This is this is underscore Tony P in DC on Instagram if anyone wants to play along <laughs> he i mean he has all these the whole thing is like blown up he has all these partnerships and paid things some people are saying he doesn't even have a real job he just puts on a suit and goes to a building <laughs> and then and then comes home and makes more videos which i could be true yeah, yeah i don't know very could be anyway it's just it's just fantastic uh you know community At- they have going on over there after yesterday's episode, because you mentioned he finally took down his Christmas tree, I had to, I had to go see it right. for myself, you know. And, and the yep. first thing he says is like the you know the the moment you've all been waiting for, I'm taking down my Christmas <laughs> tree. And the top comment is literally no one has been waiting for this. But then there's like hundreds of people saying yes, we have been. <laughs> it's it's like there's this whole thing like the the ongoing running joke is is this ironic pretending that he has uh, that he's like the the prime example of masculinity. So all the all the comments are about that in general. But then every now and then someone comes in who doesn't get the joke and they just say how bad it is. And then people just pile pounce on that person and they tell him, get out of here. Everything Tony P does is right and he's correct. <laughs> and like, who are you? You know, you got a newbie and they don't like anyone new who comes in and criticize. It's just really funny. It's good stuff. So that's the best content I can offer you today is going over there to watch that. Not really watching that, but just just getting into the comments. <laughs> Uh, anything else, Doug? What else is going on in your world? Anything? Oh, man, noteworthy. Uh, you know, I had a really bad run this morning. That's, that's oh no, that's noteworthy. too bad. It was it's kind of discouraging. Yeah, 
um i don't know i just couldn't get out of like the sleepiness the sleepyheadness and mm-hmm. um never broke free of it ended up walking quite a bit and so i don't know just uh one of those days that you just really really not happy about being out there and you get home and you know usually if you go for a run but when you get back you're like oh i'm so glad i did that today i didn't really feel yeah. that way you know there was no like reward at the end and so uh right yeah i guess, I guess i'm sharing this only uh because i'm sure other people go through that sometimes and you're not alone yeah definitely well good for you you got it done you walked when you had to right you don't it's okay you don't mm-hmm. no, no reason to to kill yourself um and you'll probably be out there again tomorrow i would imagine i would i probably or, will be or, yeah. or next run so good <laughs> yeah. you're right people do go through that um all right good well good morning to mr jeffrey ally britters dale stevens uh amory d one to know adventure coach so i yeah i can't tell if people are are uh not making it over here because of the new title when they get their alerts but i think it won't take that long who knows uh, a little more intimate shows maybe right now maybe not um smash okay, that like button see. that'll help that'll help bring people in that'll definitely help us yeah because we're in this transition phase and can use all the help we can get um, Mr. Jeffrey says we need to start this kind of content on the plant-based morning show comments. Let's like the, make this the pee hive <laughs> level, level jokes and things. Uh, yeah, you could, I mean, it'd be kind of weird. I, I don't know what Tony must think when he reads those comments and like, he has this huge community, but they're all just there. Ironically. Uh, <laughs> I think he loves it, man. Out. Cause he probably must be pulling in the dough. I oh, I think so. He, he like went on stage with some uh, rave group. I don't, I don't know what you call a rave group, a DJ, I guess. He was like a special guest because uh-huh. they were OGP hivers, they said. And like he's he does all these, you know, special appearance things. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's working out. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, Mage, who's Sage? Is that a new new person? Sage might be a new name. I don't really know. Um, well, good morning, Sage. And Mr. Jeffrey says he has stopped getting the con- the notifications from YouTube. So that's not good. I wonder if the name change, mm. you have to sort of re-earn your, uh, the algorithm stuff. I don't know. Um, we can always, we can always go back to the old name if we had to for YouTube purposes, just for a little test and see. Uh, but, and Britter says some other name update podcast app isn't syncing now. So I don't quite oh, know geez. what's going on, but anyway. Sage is in fact new. A week ago, subscribe. So good, good, good to see you, Sage. I like new people being here, especially with the name Sage. That's a that's a, an herb, and I cook with Sage <laughs> often. So uh, I got I got a, the- I got something to talk about. Okay, what do you got? Um, all right, so I was having drinks with a friend. This was a thirsty Thursday, maybe like three or four weeks ago, and uh, we were talking about basketball, NBA, professional basketball. And we decided we were going to uh, become fans of the Charlotte Hornets, which are a terrible, oh, nice. uh, yeah, terrible yeah. basketball team. One, one of the worst. I think um, worse in the league last year. And they're, I think they're third from the bottom this year. I mean, it's, it's, it's bad. Okay. Um, right. But, you know, we're like, the team needs us, right? I mean, they need fans to be loyal. And you get down on the, you get down at the ground level and you, you know, when the team starts doing well, it's all that more exciting. So we decided we're going to be fans. Right. I've been watching high highlights they you know they play three three-ish times a week been watching highlights most uh after most games following along as best i can uh and man they're on a they're on a nine game losing streak and it is so hard so hard to be a fan of a team that is just absolute garbage have they won since you joined up 
Yeah, they they have won maybe twice, maybe just once since <laughs> since I started okay. following along. Uh, <laughs> man, it is so bad. <laughs> that that is bad. Is Lamelo Ball in? Is he playing? Because he when I went I went to a game last year and he was injured. He was the only yeah, highlight of the he, team. Yeah, he came back. Yeah, he's back. But okay. just recently, actually. Hmm. I yeah, I, the game I went to is the only game I've ever watched because I I cannot get into NBA basketball. I've just never been able to. I, I like college basketball in the March Madness time, but I, I don't know what it is about the NBA. It just seems like so much. It seems like WWE situation where they've got these super teams. Mm. I don't know if it's still that way. Maybe that was more in the ten years ago. Um, and they would like call each other out and get these teams together on in through the media. It was just it was just strange. Uh, but. I don't know. Are you, I mean, are you enjoying watching it aside from the team being terrible? Well, I haven't actually like watched it. Fan. I haven't watched a game yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've just been watching the highlights, which are funny because they make you they make the team look really good, but then you like actually, <laughs> you know, think about the fact that they've missed most of these three pointers. But you're like, man, these guys are so good, <laughs> um, <laughs> but they're still losing. So, I mean, that's the next step is I need to like because I don't know. I don't have a way to do. It. You have to get in a NBA package and. Because no one, no one, none of the players right? Black Mountain are carrying uh, right. the Hornets games or <laughs> showing the Hornets games. Well, but. that I mean, you're saying it's hard to be a fan when they keep losing. It might, it might be a little easier. You might feel more like a fan if you watch a game, right? Actually, actually watch yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't. Just watching highlights is, I don't know, it makes it hard. Emery yeah. says that's a true fan that sticks with a team when they're bad. So, Doug, you are a true fan of the Hornets. <laughs> well, it's only been a couple of weeks. I don't know if I can call myself a, a true fan, but uh, uh, I've started listening a little bit a, a few times to this. There's a daily Hornets podcast. And the, they're just, they just sound so defeated. Every every episode, they're just like so defeated. It's funny. Yeah. But, and uh, the Panthers are also very oh, the bad. Panthers are garbage. So it's kind yeah. of rough. Charlotte FC is good though. They, they're ready to start their season and made the playoffs last year. So that was good. Got a new coach. So that's the bright spot. There you go. <clears throat> All right. Well, let's get to our Thursday show. Actually, hold on really quickly. There's a plant-based morning show meetup at a Hornets game. Let's do this. Tickets go for under $10 for most games. <laughs> that would be awesome. Are we awesome. doing this? Me, you let's and do Jeff it. Let's it's meetup. happening. I, I do that. If it's under 10 bucks, yeah. I would do it. I think when I went, it was it was supposedly under ten, but once you paid fees and everything for the family, it was uh, well, of course, sixty yeah. bucks. But just me wouldn't be that bad. No, that would yeah, be awesome. That. <laughs> That'd be really fun. We'll have our first meetup. All right, we'll have if to find all the vegan dog, food. All that. the vegan food at the uh, at the stadium. And... There, there isn't. I don't think there is. Oh well, there you go. Maybe I looked at that before. Maybe we can have, maybe we can talk them into having vegan night. You know. And... Yeah, right. maybe <laughs> we can do that. All right, uh, let's get to the show, the news, the weather report. Um, Thursday, February 8th, Impossible Foods has partnered with the U.S. Army, uh, which sounds like it might be a big deal because a lot of things are born because of wars in the military, uh, and not just babies. Spam, banh mi sandwiches, condensed milk, British curry, and even Coca-Cola Apparently, all became staples because of wars in the military, says Green Queen, where I got this story. Uh, so maybe the thinking then is Impossible Foods is next. People are just going to start jumping on Impossible Foods because of this. It gets popular during during wartime, which I don't think we're really in right now. But uh, anyway, they are with the Army, so that's good. Um, they've been available to troops for years. 
including at the Walter Reed Medical Center in Maryland. But now it's the first time Impossible is working directly with U.S. Army Central uh, to have uh, Impossible products in various dining facilities overseas in the coming weeks. So I don't, I don't know if the troops are going to go for this. The troops seem like, in general, would be more on the 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 anti-plant-based uh, meat team. But I don't really know. I, I bet that there's plenty of troops that uh, would be into it. And their family members and their kids. And, you know, you think about mm -hmm. all the people that are at these military bases. I think this is great. Yeah. It's a good thing. Yeah. Okay. Good. All right. And I, I hope it's successful. So. Mm -hmm. Of course. Yeah, me too. I w definitely wouldn't wish bad things to happen to Impossible Foods just so that my 2024 predictions could come <laughs> true. So I also hope uh, that it's successful. You know, um, this is okay. another example of when Impossible kind of seems to be doing something that Beyond hasn't figured out yet. Like, yes, that's a really good point. They have these big partnerships that, mm -hmm. that Beyond just doesn't seem to get. Uh, and, and maybe that's just not their strategy for some reason. I don't know. I don't know what, what costs come with these big partnerships, but it's hard to imagine much. I don't really know. Uh, but yeah, they're doing this thing. Uh, Peter McGinnis said it's a very proud moment for our team and company and such an incredible win to start the year. So mm -hmm. that's some kind of bright spot. And Savior right, says next. there's some progressive yep. troops. They're just not as loud as the, the meathead types. Yeah, I, I don't doubt that there are some. And I, I admit that I think the volume of the of the meathead types, or maybe just the stereotype of, you know, troop, troop guys being being man's man type, you know, doesn't seem like a fit for Impossible Foods, but what do I know? Uh, all right, up next. The music's already going. Um... PETA sent a letter to Oklahoma State Superintendent Ryan Walters asking him to push for legislation to display the group's 10 vegan commandments in classrooms. So it seems like a big ask to me to, for PETA to send that to Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, basically, and, and say, put this up in all classrooms. Uh, anyway, they did that. The, the letter said the unnecessary violence inflicted on billions of animals tormented and slaughtered every year. I mean, it's all this kind of language. Just saying how bad it is. Um, displaying PETA's 10 vegan commandments in public schools would be a simple way to promote peace, understanding, empathy, and compassion. Uh, in response, Walters, the, the superintendent, uh, posted a video response. And I put the video, I don't really know if we need the audio. There's not much. You can't, a lot of it is visual. Uh, I, I queued it up. You want to oh, you did? Okay. play it? Yeah, go, yeah. go ahead and play it. And I'll just tell you what he's doing when, when it's silent. Okay. I got a letter from PETA today. The letter says that PETA would like for me to display the 10 vegan commandments in all the classrooms across the state. Well, I have a special response for PETA. Pulls out a McDonald's bag, opens up a burger, takes a bite. Mm. The burgers are great here in Oklahoma, and you're welcome for lunch anytime. I got a letter from PETA today. All right, so that's what he did. Uh, did not take the request seriously and, you know, in, in fact, responded violently to a polite request. That's my only... I don't know who's right here and who's wrong. Uh, I mean, it, it, of course, I'm on the side of PETA. I wish... I wouldn't mind if... I'm not saying I wish. I wouldn't mind if they put up the vegan commandments in the classrooms. Um, actually, I might mind that. I think that's a little bit overstepping. Uh, but I was anyway, say, I'll actually be surprised. <laughs> uh, I don't, I mean, 
I don't know who to blame here. I mean, I don't know. I like what does PETA expect is going to be the response to this? Well, so it's it's in response. So there's a bill in Oklahoma to put the biblical Ten Commandments in the classroom. Okay, and I didn't so know that. PETA is saying, uh, well, if you're going to do that, you should put the PETA Ten Commandments or whatever in the classroom as well. So it, it's it's in response to that. It's not just a random request for okay, Ten good. Commandments. For some reason, I thought that the uh, I just skimmed this and I saw that there was a bill as was in response to. I just assumed that bill would be was something about you know uh, pro meat anti vegan sort of thing you know with mm-hmm. laws or whatever labeling I don't know. So I figured it was in response to that. So does a does a biblical ten commandments does that directly like go against veganism? No, it's just if we're gonna put ten commandments, why not put our ten commandments too? Just okay. kind of like a, like. Right. So if the state's going to be tied up with religion, then right. they, sh- you know, we, we can put anything we want on, basically. Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. That makes much more sense. Um, I mean, like the response, though. I mean, come on. Like you're mocking people. You're bullying. You know, you're making fun of people. It's borderline bullying if you're if if there are students who are um, who are part of PETA or you know. Are, are, mm-hmm. would be pushing for this like you know if, if it's student driven at all i don't know but i mean come on like but it's oklahoma and it's, it's an attack on the state's interest a huge attack on their interest to say yeah but i mean but but like attack. the best thing you could do is just uh ignore it <laughs> right i mean he should have just ignored it but <laughs> i would think well, unless this was getting a have. lot of this probably gets his state people so excited to love him for wanting to reelect him. And this guy's one of us. You know, this is this is a marketing move for him. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I mean that like it's it's another example of how politics have just become such a joke. You know, it's just all show. It's mm-hmm. all showboating. Have you ever made a video response to anyone who sent you something at Black Mountain Town Council? Well, yeah, of course. I mock them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> No, not at I, all. I, of course, let's see you make a. Let's see you make a video response. Put it up on Rock Creek Runner on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> you want more pickleball courts? Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. That's, come on, you got to do that. That's how you get reelected, Doug. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, it probably is working for these guys, but not, not my style. Okay. All right. In other news, Coca-Cola announced a new flavor for the first time in three years, the first new permanent flavor, and it's called Spiced. And it has traditional Coke flavor blended with raspberry and spiced flavors. So Morning Brew says it tastes a lot like raspberry. Um, It'll be available in both full sugar and zero sugar varieties. And the reason they're doing this is they're they're losing customers to water and sports drinks and coffee uh, <laughs> and tea. And in general, it's people choosing healthier drinks over uh, sodas, treating the sodas as a treat. Um, and also they're saying uh, smaller, smaller brands with punchier fruit inspired flavors like Olipop and Poppy have attracted consumers attention. Those brands also, I mean, at least Olipop puts like probiotics in, right? Yeah. Right. So I cannot imagine but- that Olipop, that, 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 that Coca-Cola is at all concerned about Olipop. I mean, I'm sure that Olipop sales are probably booming right now, but like it has to be a, f- a minuscule fraction of, of overall Coca-Cola yeah, sales. It, it sure does. Um, so maybe it's, maybe it's, that's a smaller factor than the, the larger trend of people wanting to choose healthier drinks, uh, which is a very good thing. I think it's a great thing for soda to be consumed less. Uh, soda sales 
Coke, Coca-Cola Zero Sugar and Diet Coke grew by just 1% in 2022, which is the most recent year for which there is data. Uh, 3% growth in sparkling water and juice brands during that time. And I mean, inflation alone would have been, what, 4 or 5% probably, right? I don't, I don't know what the inflation rate is, but that's a, that's a, that's a loss, 1% growth mm, for sure. Yeah. So Coke is, uh, they're figuring out something new. Are you, are you interested in the raspberry Coke, Doug? No. I'm really not. No. Mm. I mean, cherry is pretty good. Or do you I, like cheer one? I cannot imagine. I cannot even begin to think about the last time I had cherry Coke. If I'm going to get a yeah. Coke, I'm going to get a classic Coke. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not me. If I'm going to get a Coke and they have cherry Coke there, I will probably get the cherry Coke. Really? Do mm -hmm. you get cheer wine? Are you a cheer wine Just guy? good. No, I don't find myself in a position to get cheer wine. I would. I like the idea of having a local southern independent mm -hmm. drink are they still independent or they get acquired by somebody mm, like they're I still independent. anyway uh i don't ever see that like i don't i don't buy bottles of it at the grocery store or anything i just get it maybe if i was getting a fast food sometime so i don't ever see chi wine for when i'm ready to drink a soda hmm. you must be um, a chi wine guy right as a small independent brand supporter <laughs> i used to drink a lot of chi wine like uh <laughs> when well not a lot but like when i was in middle Every time I get cheer wine because you couldn't get it up. And where's cheer wine from? Raleigh? I don't know. Oh, Salisbury, North Carolina. I don't Salisbury. know where that is. Mr. Jeffrey says Coke has made this podcast two days in a row. Is that true? What did we talk about Coke yesterday? Oh, yeah, because mm. Sid was talking about Coke. Oh, oh Mexican yeah. Coke. That's what it was. And Mr. Jeffrey's wife puked it up. <laughs> so you made it make the podcast, Mr. Jeffrey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, all right, so are you? Uh, oh man, totally lost my thought. Never mind, forgot. All right, well, if it comes spice back flavor. To you. Oh, oh, I know what I was talking about. I think about. Have you ever heard of Water Talk? Like TikTok, but Water Talk. There's Book Talk. Yes, there's. I have heard of Water Talk. I think we. I think we probably talked about Water Talk on the show. But oh, did yeah. we? I think so. It's people just coming up with crazy ways to make water taste good. Yeah, but it's like basically infusing it with all kinds of sugar and, you know, like candy mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> and then at that point, it's like, no, like at what point is water no longer water? Right. Yeah. Like I mean, it's Kool-Aid Kool water. <laughs> right. No, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think, think that so, counts. Right? <laughs> I assumed water talk was all uh, kind of minimal impact on, on nutrient profile and a bunch of like, electrolyte things or or mm. clear what's this stuff called that they used to used to be popular clear something and you put it in water it would be It'll be flavored but not calories mm. yeah i don't know yeah no i, I, th I think that i think water talk has taken a turn for the for the unhealthy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah okay well, crystal light that's what i'm thinking of isn't crystal that what that stuff is i think that stuff's unhealthy anyway i mean if it's not sure yeah i think it's pretty definitely pretty gross is that water yeah. i mean it's crystal light water Mm, I don't know. I mean, it's probably better than soda, but it's, mm -hmm. it's probably not better than water. Yeah. Uh, okay. So there you go. Water talk. I don't know much about water talk. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's get to the main articles we've got today. And they're, they're a similar theme, which if you paid attention to the title of the show, you already know what it is. And that's animal foods in things labeled vegan or plant-based. Um, not quite the same exact story but two different 
variations on that theme. One of them yeah. is from consumeraffairs.com. It says, are vegans being lied to? It's possible. Um, starts out, if you're a vegan, you and three-fourths of the world think that when you buy a vegan product, it's completely free of anything derived of an animal. Guess again. So odd way to start an article, if you ask me, because you don't connect. <laughs> you connect with the vegans, which 1% of people, and then... And then you mentioned the other three-fourths of the world, so then they no longer feel even unique in that. So I don't, it's just odd. Uh, but it's true. We don't headlines very much anymore, Doug, like we used to. I know, we should do that more often. You're right. Yeah. Well, I'm just curious about how What do you think about this? Are here. vegans being lied to? It's possible. That's intriguing. If you're yeah, vegan. Wouldn't, yeah, I don't think you need the, it's possible. I think, are vegans being lied to? It might be better. It's possible. That's not a play on uh, impossible, is it? Mm, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know. Um, anyway, here's what they're saying. Uh, a new study happened by the Chartered Trading Standards Institute, and they say that despite the supposition, there is no legally binding definition for the term anywhere in the world. Um, and so what all this means is that is the vegan foods, they may have a vegan label on them, but that's not any sort of like, you know, official statement that says this product does not contain animal products. It's just something there's a vegan, I guess if you, I think you can say vegan. Yeah, of course you can just say vegan. Um, I don't know if you can just say vegan when it's like completely blatantly not, that seems like it would violate something. Uh, but the point here is that if it has trace amounts of other foods, um, which is enough to kill someone, they point out, it can still say vegan. It, it doesn't, there's no definition that says it has to be less than this amount of, you know, animal food. In there. Mm. I think to get a, to get the, a certification, of course, uh, like B Veg certified, who made a quote in this article. Uh, that's that's something different. Those will actually do the do the investigating or research or whatever and figure it out. Um, but if it just says vegan, you can't really trust it if you have any sort of allergy whatsoever or you know moral opposition to to consuming a trace amount of animal products. So, but what does um, trace they amount mean? Though I mean, is it like uh, is does an ingredient have to be like what if there's a, just a little bit of of milk protein or whatever in there but is that a small amount i mean does that mean it could still be vegan or are we talking about just like uh sharing machines and things like that and there might be some um transfer of of animal right. products in that way yeah i mean that's i don't know they said there's no legally binding definition so by that statement you'd think that like if someone mentioned morningstar sage mentions morningstar farms here or not i think it's just morningstar that they make plant-based foods with animal ingredients them um, and their market is specifically vegans that buy it mistakenly, mistakenly. Mm. So I've never thought of, of that's true. I don't, I never thought that, about them trying to trick people. I just thought it was a silly oversight on their part. Like, why not just make the product vegan, get rid of the egg protein or whatever's in there, uh, or the egg white, uh, or the milk. And, you know, cause they're putting out the same products as other vegan companies are that are doing it vegan. So that certainly they could figure out how to do that and then have a vegan product, but maybe they're doing it on purpose to make their stuff like a slightly better tasting or something version yeah and tricking vegans i don't know but even if their market is vegans i don't think morningstar in that case could get away with writing vegan on the product even if there's no legally binding definition it just seems like you know someone would sue them or or some advertising standards agency would come along and say you can't do this uh because right. it's completely falsely representing what it is but there are plenty of vegan products that that say vegan on them and then on the back ingredients, it says may contain small amounts of this or processed in a in a facility that has this, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I think it does say sometimes may contain milk or may contain this, even if it's right. not listed in the ingredients. 
So I think we kind of already knew this. Uh, like, I mean, I already knew that there are vegan products that you see it all the time. It says may contain this or processed in a facility that has this. And so you assume that that trace amounts might be in there. Uh, sure. I don't really know what the news is, but we did talk a couple times recently about people dying or, or having other medical emergencies when they eat vegan foods that actually aren't vegan, whether that's because it's a mistaken thing or because it's just trace amounts of something gets in there. Um, so it's a, I don't know. It's a thing. It's interesting. I've, I've never seen it be talked about too much, but here they're saying, uh, that Valentine's sweets can potentially be a problem. Uh, they mention also the Burger King rebel Whopper burger. Apparently the advertising standards agency upheld a complaint in 2020 against Burger King and it's plant-based rebel Whopper burger. Uh, Burger King was saying 100% Whopper, no beef. That was their slogan for it. The Rebel Whopper, by the way, is the the European version of the Impossible Whopper. Uh, it's just it's just a different company. I think it's the Vegetarian Butcher, maybe. Um, anyway, they they made that claim, but then the fact that it was cooked on the same grill as the meat meant it did have some amount of beef in there, just mm -hmm. in you know small, tiny Transferred amounts. Beef. But, but yeah, mm -hmm. right. But it does have some, and apparently, so that even that statement, no beef, was was too much but what is i don't know what it matters when the advertising standards authority upholds a complaint like does that does that mean they have to stop doing that i don't i don't really know hmm. i didn't hear about that stopping so i don't know anyway yeah there you interesting, go interesting though uh ben ben code who also might be new to to youtube says so. uh welcome having having worked in the food industry i would never eat at a non-vegan restaurant they will lie to you and tell you it's vegan they don't care. So this is this is uh, fighting words for Matt Frazier here, who wants uh, who wants I know who likes non-vegan restaurants. Yeah, I I think I think this is a true statement that I've just been unwilling all the time, just just always pretending isn't true. And I think that's true for all vegans. I think when we go eat something at a vegan at a non-vegan restaurant, especially if it's a big chain kind of you know place, like I don't know. Uh, What's what's the place we went to? Yard House, right? They have they have mm. a little vegan section of the menu, and you can feel good about ordering the vegan stuff. But you have to know that like, there's a very good chance that someone in the back doesn't care one bit about the fact that your vegan order, you know, should be totally vegan and have the gloves changed or no touching or whatever. There may be restaurant policies that say that and that that's right. the rule, but it, but you know, an ind individual on a given day doesn't care. So I think we all kind of knew that, and I think. Therefore, every single vegan who eats at one of those restaurants uh, is is maybe being hypocritical a little bit, or maybe saying, "I don't, I don't really worry about that. I'm not going to worry about the contamination thing. I'm just, I'm not going to eat foods in general. I'm not going to order foods that are that are animal based. Uh, but if I order one and I'm doing the best I can, and it comes out this way, and I don't know it, or even if I do know it, I mean, what what does that really matter? Mm -hmm. I had somebody this just last week at a restaurant that was definitely not at all a vegan restaurant, but they have a tempeh sandwich and I got the tempeh sandwich and fries and they were like, Hey, just so you know, the fries are cooked in the same fryer as, as mm -hmm. you know, non-vegan food. And I really appreciated that. It was just like, uh, the, the waitress took the time to make sure that I was okay with that. Yeah, that is very nice. And you were okay with that. I was okay with that. Yeah. I ate the fries. Yeah. I'm okay with that too. This, this comes back to that personal purity issue that veg news had an article on a long time ago that I really liked. Uh, back in back in the days when Veg News wrote articles that I really liked, uh, it was all about that. And it and it I don't know. It made, made me just realize that, that there's a difference between me and some vegans who say 
I, no animal product will ever enter my body. No trace mm -hmm. amount of that will. And my mission is to make sure that it absolutely doesn't. Uh, that, that to me, that doesn't save any additional animals. It just keeps your body pure of animal products. Uh, and which I can respect me, too. I mean, right. I mean, that's, yeah, you right. Know. Mm -hmm. For sure. It's just not, it's just not my mission. Uh, you know, the personal purity thing. Yeah. Sage, Sage has a good com comment here. Um, some, some areas have zero vegan restaurants and the only option are one or two items from non-vegan restaurant menus. You have to loosen your standards when, uh, when you lack the privilege of being in an, a high vegan area. <clears throat> yeah. Agreed. Mm -hmm. You have to loosen your standards if you want to go out to eat. I mean, you could yeah, that's right. Not. You could just not go out to eat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, um, before we move on, this article says the first thing to do is read all labels carefully. Look for non-vegan ingredients like milk, whey, casein, lactose, eggs, honey, gelatin, and certain types of vitamin D3. It's hard to imagine a vegan label. Any of those things would be in the actual ingredients list. Like I said, I just haven't seen that happen. Um, but there's always the may contain, you know, amounts of disclaimer. And I suppose you could, you could see that and avoid that if you, if that's important, especially if you have an allergy sort of thing that would give you a, a very strong health reason to avoid them. All right. So there's that. Um, that's actually the less exciting of the two, uh, articles about animal foods in plant-based foods. And this one, uh, someone who had a long name, so I didn't memorize it on Instagram. They sent it to me first. And then I saw it dug in your favorite publication, the Washington post yesterday. Mm -hmm. And Marie uh, sent it to us as well. And I shared it to you a couple oh, of days ago. So <laughs> oh, I didn't see that. Mm -hmm. I happened to miss that. Um, all right. Well, this says your plant-based meat could soon have animal fat as the plant-based meat market cools. Some startups turn to a new ingredient, actual meat, which is a little bit, a little bit wrong. That's a little misleading. Really, yeah. Yes, it is. But they had to do it. Got meat market in there into the sub headline. So can't, can't fault them. Um, all right. So the story is that this is already happening. And in another, another case, it's going to happen soon. They're going to start putting 10% or so of animal products into the plant-based burgers. Uh, no word on, on Beyond or Impossible doing this, but startups are coming along that are doing it. Uh, the one that is actually doing it right now at this moment is Choppy. Um, and it is currently available in some West Coast stores. I don't have the name right in front of me, but I can probably find it. Uh, there's some the West Coast places. Not that anyone probably cares where you would get this. Oh, some grocery stores in California and Utah. Um, they're prepackaged plant-based products with actual animal fat added in. And so that's one interesting, interesting thing. The other side of this that seems like the more common, um, you know, more, more likely frequent use of this technique in the future is with cultivated fat. Because apparently cultivated fat is way cheaper to grow than cultivated uh protein muscle. So if you want to just grow the fat, they said it just takes some sugar and some other input and it's pretty easy and cheap to grow it. So they can be putting cultivated fat into the impossible whoppers, the beyond, uh, meats within a few years, they have to of course get regulatory approval for that. Only those two companies have, have that regulatory approval so far to sell cultivated meat at all. Um, but that could be coming. And I, I do wonder if this is, First of all, will this make a difference? Will anyone care? Will anyone like the, the products better and actually buy the products now? And second of all, would this for vegans, would that be would that be a big turnoff or would that be actually a, a good thing? That now without having to like eat entirely cultivated lab grown burger, uh, mm. you can still get the plant-based burger that you like, but it'll not taste a little bit better because it uses 
you know, 10% of its ingredients are, are cultivated fat. Cultivated fat sounds gross to me. It just doesn't sound like a good mm -hmm. thing. So hopefully they'll come up with a better name. Uh, and it's yet another, another like wrinkle to the already sounds like too much processing in the food. And now you add in that, I, I don't, I don't see who would have the appetite for that. I just don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it either. I, I really don't get it. And Cause I mean, fat is, also, is one of the things that you like a lot of plant-based eaters want to avoid the animal fat. Right. And, uh, and for health reasons. Right. So I like, it's not going to attract those people because it's kind of mm -hmm. some of the bad parts of the animal. It's not going to well, attract. Sorry to interrupt you. I, I think that is true. I, but my first thought was actually the opposite of that. My first thought mm. was animal protein is what always is blamed as an unhealthy thing. That's what has yeah. these links to cancers and things like that. Um, I've even heard, I think T. Colin Campbell in, in Forks Over Knives made this argument that skim milk is actually worse than whole milk because when you uh, take in skim milk, you're getting a larger amount of the proportion of the calories from you know the proteins like casein, uh, which he says are particularly dangerous. So there's that, but then there's also the saturated fat, the heart disease stuff, and that comes from animal fat. So after I first thought about the protein, I thought, you know what, the fat's probably just as bad uh, in most people's minds. So I think you're probably right there, but just wanted to point that out. Yeah. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. I, but I also think that a lot of people who are turned off by uh, uh, like, especially an impossible burger or something like that, that's kind of lab grown, uh, you know, not cultivated, but, you know, produced in a lab aren't going to be any more excited about this because it's still mostly that, if not 100% that, if, if the fat is cultivated as well. So, like, I, I just can't quite figure out who, who it is that they're targeting. And I'm sure it'll make a tastier burger, but, um, like, I would rather see, and not for me personally, but I think that there were people that, that there is a, an audience for this, is if you just, like, made a burger that was 50% ground beef and 50% whole beans and quinoa or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. um, you know, that, that like just half the amount of animals that were right. harmed in the making of that burger. I think that people would eat that and get excited yep. about that. Uh, you know, of course I wouldn't, but like omnivores might. And, um, you know, I would rather see something like that than, than trying to put a little bit of animal fat into a plant-based burger and figuring out who, it, who was going to buy it. Yeah. I think you're right about that. I think, uh, we've certainly discussed before the possibility of companies making these hybrid burgers where mm -hmm. we didn't assume it was the fat from animals plus the vegan proteins. We figured it was just going to be like partly, you know, some per certain percentage of the ground beef was actual ground beef and the other percent was plants. Um, yeah. I mean, I could see people, I could see a person who's, who is health motivated or health concerned about the plant meats. Who's an omnivore. I could see them mm -hmm. saying this is a healthier alternative than that for me because it has, it has not quite the quantity of, you know, animal products that I'm consuming. Uh, but it's also not fully processed. At least I know half of it or something is, you know, just regular old meat. Uh, so I do think that is going to be more attractive. I don't like you, I don't know who the market is for this. Uh, like, I don't personally think I would, as much as I would like kind of be curious about cultivated fat, I do think I would use that now and then in cooking. Cause I think that's a sort of a lacking thing. You can't, you know, so the recipes when they start with a, a pancetta or something, you can't really get that flavor with any any plant-based ingredient that I've tried. Um, so like I'd be curious if there was plant-based fat. I think I would or cultivated fat. I think I would use that uh, now and then. I don't think I'd be that interested. Maybe because like that's what I'm cooking and I'm looking for sort of a whole something like a uh, something very close to the original. I don't think I'd get that excited about my impossible burger tasting a little bit better. Uh, 
because right. of this cultivated fat. I don't know why it just doesn't, it just seems like a weird mismatch. It just seems like you're people who want one thing don't want the other here. Uh, so I don't, and like I said, I don't think in general people who are going to view this as a healthier thing, it'll, it'll seem unhealthier to the vegans who think animal fat is unhealthy and it's going to seem less healthy to the, to meat eaters because now it's even more processed than it was. It has another weird X factor ingredient in it. So I don't know. I hate to be like close-minded and say that just like the people with the coffee and the olive oil in it, right? I don't like people who just say this is, mm -hmm. this is a bad idea because it sounds weird. Um, but I just can't see a, a, a good thing about this. I don't know. I just don't yeah. see people doing it. What if it was a, what if, it, what if there was a plant-based bacon? Like think, skip the burger, a really mm -hmm. delicious plant-based bacon that used animal fat to make it delicious, cultivated animal fat. Right. You know, um, like that, yeah. that maybe is like the most, the best use case, right? <laughs> in, mm -hmm. in my opinion, uh, because like, I, you know, as a vegan, you know, I'm sure that it, I know that there's a complaint among omnivores that the impossible burgers don't match, you know, aren't, don't stand up to, uh, you know, a, a beef burger. But as a vegan, like it still feels like this really indulgent, delicious mm -hmm. food that, that gets me excited to eat it, you know? Um, and, and so adding animal fat's not going to, change that i mean not going to enhance that experience for me i don't think uh but of course i'm probably right. not their target audience here but but if there was a really good bacon that might you know yeah i think that's a good point i, I could see myself trying that more being more excited about that um particularly for using it in cooking but you know probably even now and then i'd want to eat it uh with the cultivated fat of course not the actual animal fat <clears throat> so yeah and then the other thing is like if this really improves the taste of the impossible or beyond burgers or what, a competitor that, that's just like them, but now uses some amount of cultivated animal fat, uh, like, does that change anyone's, any omnivores opinion about this thing? And remember the beyond and impossible, that's still their market is omnivores and flexitarians. Right, They're not right. trying to be vegan brands. Like I know taste is, is one of the objections people have and price is another one. And then this health one, I think is the huge one, but like, does this thing tasting a little bit better because it has animal fat? make a difference to people who currently say, I'm not eating that, you know, fake meat stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think it does. I just don't think it matters at all. They'll still say it doesn't taste as good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree, but it's interesting. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Uh, Mr. Jeffrey says maple leaf tried a 50, 50 burger and it flopped. I think people will just see it as a cost cutting measure and worse value. Yeah. I, as much as it seems better than this, I, I think uh, I can see why that people wouldn't want that. Yeah. Uh, will they still call them plant-based, asks Neil L. Who knows what terms they'll use, especially when it's cultivated. I don't think, once they put the animal products in, I don't think they can call that plant-based or will call that plant-based. They might. There's no rules about it. Uh, but with the cultivated thing, I don't know. It's going to be a labeling mess. I don't know what how things are going to get labeled. Um... Okay. Let's see. Sage says most omnivores I see try impossible or beyond always say they taste good already, at least in blind tasting. The minute you mention it's vegan, it suddenly doesn't taste good to them. I think that's kind of my point. Is it like no matter how good it gets right. until it's actually meat, they're going to say it doesn't taste good. Yeah. I haven't seen that many blind tastings that are not run by impossible or beyond though. I don't really know for sure. Uh, if people really don't know the difference, <clears throat> but maybe I, I could see it. it tastes very similar to me as far as I remember anyway. Um, okay. And all right. The other comments are on old stuff. 
So, okay, there you go. That's your thing. Uh, I, I'd be curious if people want to chime in if they would try this or want it uh, with, the, with the cultivated animal fat. I don't know. It's, it does. Would you, Doug, would you be more interested, not interested in long-term eating of cultivated meat burger, 100% cultivated meat, or 90% Beyond Burger with 10% cultivated fat? When you say long-term eating, you mean like once a week? Or, you know, the amount yeah, the like buying buying for your house, repeated mm -hmm. purchases, not just a trying one time. Mm. Great question. I am actually kind of inclined to say um the beyond the beyond burger with a little bit of with it, a little bit. Me too. Mm -hmm. Yep. So yeah. that's that's interesting because like I mm -hmm. I mean, we just said that we wouldn't have this and wouldn't be attracted to this. Or would you just rather have the old regular Beyond Burger? Yeah, I mean, probably just stick with the old regular Beyond Burger, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the Smash it, Burger, it, because that's way better than the like double stack burger or whatever. Yeah, right. yeah. But the fact that, and I know we're not the target market, but the fact that we mm -hmm. would prefer uh, something that is 10% cultivated fat than something that is 100% cultivated meat is almost, I mean, if we were the target market, like it'd be like, why are they making cultivated meat? Because this cultivated fat... Fat apparently right. is so much cheaper. Mm -hmm. uh, so, like, what what are they doing all this work for if they can just put a little bit of the fat in and get most of the benefits of the taste improvements, if that's true? Mm -hmm. uh, so, I don't know. It'll be interesting mm -hmm. to see what happens with this. But if you want to go try the one with the animal product in it, like, the, I think it's the byproducts of the animal industry, you can go get, the, get that in California and Utah right now. Do you know, like, if you get cultivated chicken... Mm -hmm. Is there, is it just one ingredient cultivated chicken? Like on the men, on the ingredients list? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, and then whatever it's, whatever else is with it, like if there's preservatives or mm -hmm. other stuff that just goes into the packaging, if, if there was a package for it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think, I don't think they're labeling all the, the, the inputs to the cultivated meat. I would imagine not. Right. But I don't know. It's, because I mean, you know, that, that that is one thing. Like if you had if you had plant based chicken with cultivated fat and it had thirty ingredients, like people are so obsessed with ingredient lists right now. Um, yeah, right. Versus cultivated chicken with one ingredient. That'd be unfair though, because well, yeah, you're right. The cultivated, yeah, would the, would the cultivated fat have to have list all its ingredients, or could it just say cultivated fat? I don't know. I, feel like I mean, that's that's like. Go ahead. You should be allowed to just say what it is, right? Because I mean, whether nature's cultivating it or your bioreactor is cultivating it if the thing that comes out is chicken it, it you know it, it's the same thing it's just the, i think they should have equal standards right. there yeah i don't really know maybe not yeah. no we'll find all out all right inconclusive we don't know if this is good or bad uh <laughs> mostly we say this is bad but we will see mm -hmm. interesting times but then we kind of said it was good i don't know right i know <laughs> indecisive inconclusive Poor content. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. That's our show. That is our week. Uh, tomorrow, an episode of the Outlier Health Podcast will go up if you're subscribed over there. Outlier Health Podcast feed. That's where these morning shows go. And by the way, this is your, I think this is your last plant-based morning show that you will get Ooh. on this feed, on this plant-based morning show feed, if that's where you're listening to it. So you must go over to the Outlier Health feed. I'll put up a message, one more audio message that says next week that says, this podcast it doesn't 
go here anymore. But that's all you're going to get. You're not going to get, uh, you know, this funny stuff. <laughs> so get over there. Outlier Health Podcast in Spotify, Apple Podcasts, probably some others as well. Do it. Make it happen. <laughs> yep. And while we're asking for things, smash that like button, please, on YouTube, because that helps us. And like we said, actually, I think people are showing up. I think, I think the hypothesis yeah, we gotta, is wrong. People were saying yeah, they got the coming. notification and all that. So, yeah. All right. Well, thanks everyone for coming. Thanks for interacting as always. Um, oh, I didn't see this. There was a little Mr. Jeffrey and uh, Bridgers talking about road tripping coming to the to the Hornets game meetup. We're making I mean, it we're happen. Get together. Are we really going to do a Hornets game? Why don't we do something like actually fun and like that doesn't involve that? Maybe it's a whole weekend <laughs> of fun and the Hornets are just part. And we of have it. to do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a diehard I, man. I'm a diehard. <laughs> everywhere I want to go, everywhere everything I do revolves around the Hornets. So it's hard to see you suffer, Doug, through these through these highlights of losing uh, ten games <laughs> in a row. I mean, really, it's, it's hard to watch. <laughs> it is. It hits me in my core. <laughs> it does. Uh, anyway, if people really want to do an East Coast meetup, please follow up on that thread in the in the Discord, nomadathlete.com slash Discord, and let's figure it out. Britter said we should do a soccer game. See, that'd be fun. we go to a Charlotte mm. FC game. Much better. Whitewater uh, Center, be also a good choice. Artificial mm. uh, river, man-made, artificial climbing, mm-hmm. everything artificial, outdoors, things is my perfect cup of tea. And there's beer in it. Oh, we could have a great weekend in Charlotte. Charlotte meetup. We could. We should do it. $10,000 per person is what you have to pay for Doug's and my time. <laughs> and if you do that, it'll be an awesome weekend. It'll but be a great time. You'll, you'll never forget it. You get to have dinner at Matt Frazier's house. Yep. For 10000 bucks, And I'll make for it 10, myself. Bucks. Yep. There no, actually, we can do all those things. Probably not dinner at my house. We can do all those other things for free. Except you, you got to pay the cost of you know, doing yeah, it yeah, yeah. for yourself. Of course. Yeah. Uh, but no, we, of course, we wouldn't, we wouldn't do that. Uh, but that'd be fun. I, I'd do it. I would do a weekend so let's let's make it happen <clears throat> all right Only you can make that happen matt so <laughs> no, someone's gotta make i'm not gonna make that happen someone's gotta push for it in discord and organize it and then i'll i'll stamp an approval <clears throat> okay i'll be there <laughs> unless people are gonna pay ten thousand dollars then i'll make it happen <laughs> yeah okay all right i'll bring the coin chips i will supply the coin chips that's right thanks okay. British. <laughs> all right well thanks everyone for coming it's always fun uh like I said, Outlier Health Podcast tomorrow, Friday. No Me Out Radio Monday, all on the same feed now. Outlier Health Podcast is the name of it. And we'll be back Tuesday with the Morning Show. So see you then. All right. See ya.